I've never seen uh, wrestling. Oh, yeah, I'll be seeing her posting the dress. I'm like, she likes wrestling. Yeah, she, <laughs> loves wrestling. she loves wrestling. That's wild. Wow. Like yeah, I don't, I can't, yeah. I, I tried. Man, I grew up me and wrestling just don't get it. I feel I'm getting into it now. Like, she's getting me more into it. Like, because, like, back in the day, you used to be racist. So I, I just wouldn't mess with it. But now you start to see some of the aggressiveness. It's super racist. Like, they had oh, a dude yeah. from Oakland called Africans, African Joe or something like that. And he was, and then and there was, like, Samoan Joe or something like that. And they were both, and he was actually African. But the dude that was from Oakland, they were having to dress like, you know, like, he's straight from, like, the bush. And, uh, <laughs> like, he, he's like, and then in the end, he died. Um, he had diabetes and lost both his legs. And, like, they didn't give him no support or nothing. And, oh, that's fucked Yeah, like, there's hella bad up. history. Okay, so I'm and I'm totally recording all of it. I'm tripping with it. Yo, um <laughs> let me get focused. Alright, yo, so what up? This is Seven the Panther, yo, got y'all uh, in tune with Panther Politics. You already know what time it is. This is episode six. We still fresh out the basket, you know what I'm saying? Uh today I am joined by Atlas Gonzalez. Atlas Gonzalez. I was gonna go through this whole thing, but I'm not even gonna do it. Um but uh, he's an artist, he's an activist, he is a outstanding human being from all from all accounts. I have uh, been having the grace to be in his brother's presence several times and I've been blown away in every instance. And it's uh and not to mention those of y'all who can't like you can't see it because it's on audio Mac, so you're gonna hear it. You can't see it, but like look him up. Fuck with him on social media. He looks like Barack Obama. It's kinda <laughs> crazy, but <laughs> like, wow. So Atlas, what's up with you, man? speak on myself, uh, I'd say uh, Obama is a very accurate uh, representation of me. <laughs> but, you know, we've been doing good, you know, like, um, uh, you know, we, we run in um, Black Lives Matter right now, me and my, uh, my homie Anthony Cornette, um, you know, and it's always a blessing to be, you know, around you and, uh, you know, see the positive things you do. Um, so, you know, thank you for bringing me out here. Uh, you know, just the last couple of days, you've been, um, doing meetings with a couple other uh, activist factions to see how we can close the divide between as many um, things as possible because, you know, for a while it's, you know, march after march after march and I'm going to every single march and it's like, dang, how can we get this under one march? Let's consolidate, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, so we're trying to get, you know, we have, um, it's, it's three factions under one. There's Black Lives Matter, a new faction called Respect Mirasa, and then um, we have another one called Real Men for Women Empowerment put the title under humans versus the non because either you stand with humankind or you don't so exactly yeah that's that's real okay so like now i know i met you uh in connection with a black lives matter event that was held at columbia city theater you and uh king flies um which is anthony Quinnett. i just uh i have a tendency not to call people by their government names because i'm a weirdo but like <laughs> um so one of the things that i know is um heavy on everybody's heart and mind right now is the passing of Nipsey Hussle. Let me not say the passing, the murder of Nipsey Hussle. Um, as a as a hip-hop artist, um, it hits me a certain way. As a black man, it hits me a certain way. As a father, it hits me a certain way. You know, there, there, there's a lot of levels to uh, what Nipsey represents for us. Now, I know I watched, you know, because we, we follow each other on social media, so I, I'm aware that you've been active, you know, as far as being involved with the community, dealing with the grief of this whole thing. So, um, like, what are your, what are your, th like, uh, a lot has come out in this week and a day since it happened. Um, I know where a lot of people's thoughts were in the beginning, so I'm not going to bring any of that up right now. We're going to start, like, this is a clean slate. Where are you at on Nipsey Hussle? Not only his, I guess we should, let's start with his death. Um, crazy situation, you know? Yeah, man, like, uh, you know, 
picking up that day, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of um, uh, working on, you know, new stuff for a clothing line and, you know, thinking, you know, which, which is another inspiration by Nissy, you know, because, like, I, it was already an idea. And then, you know, seeing that, you know, like, and then, and then getting that, um, seeing that happen, um, King Flies hit me up and said, yo, this happened. I'm like, man, this is just, it's April Fool's, bro. We're playing, like, this is the day after, like, we're playing. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not even funny. Like, don't do that. And uh, then I look it up and, and it's true. And I'm like, dang, like, like, just right then, I, you know, I was already ready to go even harder. But then I have to go look up more evidence and stuff and, you know, see what's going on. Because, um, you know, when someone's that prolific in this community and he's that, you know, anything can happen, especially in Crenshaw and Slauson. Like, yes, sir. Um, you know, growing up by Carver Park, it's like, um, uh, in Los Angeles, like, you know, it, you, you never know what's going to happen to your best friend, your neighbor, you know, just some random kid on the block. But to see it happen to somebody that is appreciated so much by the community um, while he's in the process of doing so many things, it only brings up so many questions. And, you know, you always try to be respectful, um, you know, and listen to the, um, you know, his, uh, his day ones and the people around him and, you know, you don't want to speak about conspiracy, but there's so many things, you know, so weird about the whole thing. Yes. Like, there's so many things that don't match up and, you know, everybody's already ready to, you know, throw this, like, uh, this, this, this dude, um, uh, you know, under the bus without even trying to find, you know, the real thing about it. And that's how you get people like, you know, OJ and stuff like that, not even to bring up OJ. It's just like, you know, even if OJ is guilty, even if we all think OJ is guilty, the fact is the man was acquitted. And Thanks. at that point, if he was a European-American man, it would have been squashed. It had been done right oh, there. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, but, you know, because he's a black man, everybody acts like they were there at the case. And most people don't even know what happened or even knew the timeline or anything about it. A lot of us, a lot of us were, and I, I think this is the, the thing with, especially with the hip-hop generation, um, a lot of people who are active and uh, who are feeling this Nipsey situation right now weren't around or were too young to really internalize Tupac Diamond, you know. And I'm and this is not a dose on Biggie. It's just that um, in, in sight of the, the individual that he was, Nipsey definitely reminds me more of Tupac than Biggie. Um, not just the California connection, not just the, uh, that, but it's uh, a lot. A big part of it is. Um, what he represents for his community, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Biggie was a represent uh, was an inspiration to his community in a whole different way, yeah. you know. Not to take away from that. So I mean, I, I feel you because one of the biggest questions I had was, there's a camera right in front of Marathon. Where is that footage? Two cameras. Yeah, two cameras right in front <laughs> of Marathon. Exactly the yeah. situation they were pointing. Where's that footage? Like the, the only footage I've seen, and I, I really hate that I even took the time to watch it, but. A part of me was just curious, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did this happen? Like, so I mean, I know you were. Um, so, uh, Nip was 33 years old. You're how old? Um, uh, 27. You're 27. Okay, so you, you guys are only, you know, six years apart, really, age wise. And, and you're from California, which also um, is another reason why I'm glad I got an opportunity to talk to you about it. Um, there is some hokey stuff with the whole Eric Holder thing. I, I'm I'm a little unnerved about how easily that that just popped out. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, he was captured checking himself into a mental health facility. Yeah. What is your take on that? Uh, going like, man, like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin on that one. Um, to tell you the truth, like, uh, I, I, I don't even know where, where to touch on the, the mental health um, facility. Like, um, all, all I know is, like, the things that, that's been bothering me about it is, Mostly, I was very upset that a lot of people that have been talking um, don't, you know, the ones that have power and have the money to go over there and do something about it. Um, you know, uh, like, you know, all our lives we look to the people like, you know, Louis Farrakhan, the Nation of Islam, Real Islam, um, you know, T.I., The Game, all these people. It's like, why didn't you have people go over there and grab, get the tapes or, you know, get a lawyer and ask them, ask them to get the tapes themselves? And then get you know a real person to look at these tapes. On top of that, why don't you have the other the other two men who were shot who haven't said a thing but haven't even been asking for a witness? We don't even get to go to the court. It seems like why didn't you put security around them and make sure that they're doing it right before they die from you know a shoulder wound or something like that? Exactly. 
you know, so it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to speak on Alder because I don't know the man. I can't speak from. But even if he was a snitch, doesn't that mean he has connections to the police? And wasn't it weird that the the, the day that he like, as soon as he was trying to get the two gangs together, they were, uh, um, you know, then he gets shot, and then it's during a time where the person who is in office right now is, um, is represents the people who have hurt our community the most, Richard Nixon. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan, yes. uh, you know, um, the Bush family, like all these people like have purposely and, um, destroyed, the, um, destroyed our community by pushing crack cocaine using the CIA and the FBI to do those things, um, destroy those things in our community and people act like, oh yeah, that doesn't happen. But then you forget about Marcus Garvey's Black, um, Black Star Line, where they're like, you know, all these European Americans are like, go back to Africa, go back to Africa, knowing damn well they want us here and need us here and couldn't do it without us here. So when we started making the black line and we started trying to make it back, and uh, you know, uh, J. Edgar Hoover um, uh, of the FBI um, set up a spy and put him on the ship, and he became Marcus Garvey's one of his head leaders, who ended up sabotaging the whole deal. So you know, it'd be those ones, the ones you trust. You know, like Tiana Taylor says, like. Yeah, it's a, it's a. Now it's it's weird that you say that because it's it's noted that. Nipsey has history with the guy. They they know each other. They're from the same neighborhood. They're in the same game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um, but there's been a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of people. I mean, I won't say a lot because the majority of the stuff I've seen has been positive. Uh, but a lot of people have made a big deal out of the whole gang element. Um, now I know we have gangs here in Washington. Um, I was kind of shocked by that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> they. Uh, I know there are Bloods and Crips here. I've met people on both sides of the color line. There's, um, you know, GDs here. There's a lot of GDs, a lot of, a lot of GDs here. And, and that really surprised me. But um, being that you're so active in the community, how often do you uh, encounter, you know, these street tribes? And what is the general feed you get from the, you know, from the, especially in Seattle? Like, I'm, I'm not very familiar still, you know what I'm saying, to this one, because I haven't been here very long. But, like, you've only been here maybe three years longer than I have, but um, I know you're active in the streets. I know in the activity that you undertake, you, inter- you encounter these people a lot. So yeah. with that being said, I know what we uh, what appears to be the situation in Los Angeles that people think is happening. Um, but here, yeah. what is the temperature of the game situation here, like in, in your opinion? Man, like, when, uh, I remember when I first came here, you know, and, you know, I'm like, you know, coming from the Bay, coming from LA, you know, people already have this certain idea of me. You know, they've right. seen Boys in the Hood and they've seen, you know, Menace of Society and Friday and all this stuff. And man, I ain't even seen these movies. We just lived it. You know, like I, I we didn't have, I didn't even have a TV for the longest time. You know, so it was like, you know, I, I, I had to catch up on this when everybody else was putting me on. And um, you know, they're all like, oh, what do you bang? You know, like and they're already, you know, be like, oh yeah, we're blessed, this, blessed that. And I'm like, well, you know, I grew up by Barbara Park, fam. Those are scripts. Like you don't know me. This is where I'm from. That gets you killed real quick. Like, exactly. so, you know, like, I, like, it depends on the area you're at, you know, like, um, you know, I, in every, you know, I meet a lot of real sincere people who are actually down, you know, and they're, you know, they live that life and they understand that they're not trying to be in that forever. And if they are, in, if they are in that forever, you know, they, they have a certain pride about it as family and they know that it's about, um, it's about the community. But then you get these kids, you know, like in like Shoreline and stuff, like the school I used to go to where everybody claims blood and everybody claims whatever's the hottest thing, whatever the rappers are, you know, claiming the most and saying, you know, oh, my dad's uncle's twice removed dog who once knew a guy put me on. And it's like, man, like it's, it's really offensive sometimes because it's like, you know, I didn't bang and I did everything I could to stay away from, you know, gang banging. Um, you know, even though like it looked like something you know, it was nice to have a community. It was nice to have friends and uh, people that were always going to have your back. Um, but at the same time, you know, I saw how many people we lost from it and how hard it was to go from street to street without having somebody look at you one way just because you're from that block, let alone have tats or have, you know, a rag out your back pocket that you cannot tuck. Because if you tuck it, then your own people are looking at you different. Exactly. So, like, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing of pride. And, you know, it could mean so much. It could mean so much more because the way the gang started with the Crips and the Bloods was, you know, we recognize the colors from the police squad cars. You know, it's like these were our police officers. These are the ones when we call and the police wouldn't come, they would come and enforce that. 
you know, they would work with the Black Panthers. They would put on events for the community. And that's the thing. They, they robbed us of our history. And they robbed us of our knowledge of how we started and what we actually stand for. And they created new stigma and new things. And they continue to perpetuate that, the, the same ideal of that. And that's why this extra seems so fishy. Because it's like gangs are already starting to look real good. Right. And luckily, you know, after Missy's death, everybody came together. But you saw what happened at the vigil. You know, it's funny that there's, you know, six stabbings six shootings and you know I, I haven't seen nothing on it out the news I haven't seen nobody or nothing and you know even if that was the case there was hundreds of police officers at the vigil not one arrest you know we don't exactly. hear about none of this stuff everybody getting blocked from the car all I hear is the homie that was at the vigil was like yeah I just saw a cop shoot in the air and that was it and everybody started running the only in, like the injuries we saw was um, somebody passed out and getting dragged to their um, dragged away and um, you know the rest of the stolen candle and they were like you know running over the glass but you know I didn't get to see you know 100% everything but it was like you know they were blocking people from getting to their cars but they weren't trying to stop you know they didn't catch nobody doing nothing so it was like you know what's going on really um, okay so and I expected I expected as much it's um it's a different environment what we're experiencing nowadays it's a change we've seen a change coming slowly but surely um over i'd say over the last i'll say five five years um and the reason why i say that is this there are and i want to ask if you agree okay so especially as far as the art that powers our community um there's been a shift back towards more i hate to use the word but I'll use it anyway, because that's what people relate to. There's been a shift back to more conscious material. Um, Stay woke. J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, the home Stay Woke, and Jordan, Jordan Peele movies. Like, a lot, a lot of things have turned back towards that direction, whereas there was a long period where the mainstream went out of their way to keep everything. Like, none of the stuff that we saw that came out was, it was all underground stuff. We all had to find a way to watch it, or, you know, it was online, and you had to, you know, just happen to catch it on YouTube or whatever, you know, shaky little... Uh, movie one, two, three, or whatever is bullshit. You can catch it on, you know what I'm saying? But uh, now you have it, it's right in your face. It's, um, and I, I feel like it hasn't been this in your face since like Outcast, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and there's a combination of reasons for what I believe, however, um, I know what my opinion is on it. But what do you think is the pervasive thing right now that is like kind of charging where things are going? Because there's a you know, uh, Obama's presidency did a big part as far as um, repoliticizing parts of the community that had kind of stepped away from it um, and didn't want to be involved with politics because they said, oh, that's old people stuff. We don't want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're coming to a greater understanding that everyday politics, like the president is probably the least important person in your life. Um, however, uh, he does set the tone. As you mentioned before, Trump has definitely set a tone uh, where racists feel very comfortable coming out of their shells since he's been elected. Um, Even during the time he was running, um, it's just like it was an avalanche that just kept building. So as a a person who's out here on the regular, um, I just want to know, like, how do you feel? What what do you feel? Do you feel that the resistance has increased in terms of, like, the people listening, people getting involved, or is it starting to loosen up a little more? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you look, you, you see who the media tries to empower, and like, like, luckily because you know there's so many, so many different kinds of media outlets and different kinds of ways to get things out. The flood is just coming through. There's no way to border this off. You know, like it's just like trying, Trump trying to build a wall. It's just bringing in more immigrants, man. Like this is we're, we're gonna. This is our natural land. We're gonna find a way into it. Exactly. You can't keep us out. So it's like, you know, you wanted us here and we're going to speak no matter what. And, you know, you see the people that they try to influence and they try to um, push in to influence our our culture. You know, they got people like, um, you know, no no disrespect for Macklemore, love the dude, you know, he does a lot of progressive stuff. Um, But like Macklemore, G-Eazy, MGK, Eminem is at the top right now. And I'm so glad Eminem is, you know, using his, uh, his, uh, his standing to bring some political stuff. But you also have like Ariana Grande and stuff like that, and um, you know Italian people coming in who disrespected us our entire lives, but all of a sudden want to be a part of our culture, they which is bad. Away, man. Yeah. And it's they not bad because you know we like we like seeing it, but they don't 
help our culture progress. They don't bring, you know, a lot of them don't bring any attention to what's going on. And a lot of them like to stand behind the lines and only mess with stuff when, you know, like when it, when it means more plays for them. And, you know, they it's love the tell. sauce, but they can't eat the chicken. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I love Macklemore, but it's just always crazy that, you know, like he'll do a whole, like the, uh, the White Privilege song. Like, it's like, okay, he has a whole verse for, um, you know, how he stood up and what it means to stand up for black lives. And then he has a, um, an exit skit about people talking about it. And then he has two verses where... Um, uh, the beauty of the Panther Politics Podcast, you never know when somebody's going to come by. Man, I guess I know. It's like 106 and Parker here. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, and then you got people who, uh, you know, like, and then you got two verses where it's like, you know, he's just saying how great of a person he is and how many people love him and how it, it means for him for him to stand up with gay people, but he's not gay, though, in every song, you know, where he, he does that kind of stuff. Then you got people, you know, who they try to empower, like, Kodak Black. Super disrespectful. Super. Doesn't have no chill. Like, and it just brings a bunch of ignorance to our people. But then you have people who barely get any play, like J. Cole, you know, um, uh, Kendrick Lamar, and it's like, you have to go, you, like, yeah, one radio song, and they have plenty of radio songs, but they're like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, all they talk about is, you know, like, gang this. Like, no, bro, listen to this stuff. This is radio worthy, but you won't play it. And it's right. like, um, and so, you know, you just see that constantly, and, um, you know, uh, and like everything, you know, it, um, hip hop, is black culture. So, um, when you, uh, when you get into, you know, like radio stations in Washington, you get a lot of like European American people running it. And then you hear a lot of European American hip hop. And it's like, yes. um, you know, it's like, and it's the same old, same old, same old. Like when you go to the East Coast, you get to hear all kinds of music. And you're like, whoa, I didn't even know you could play this stuff on the radio. And <laughs> you come out here and it's like the same songs perpetually over and over and over again. And, and you know what? Now this is a question. I, I, since you said that, I'm gonna ask you this because there, there's a there was an interesting post I read the other day, um, and I'm, I'm glad you you took it there because I was like, man, we, we're covering the politics, but we haven't talked about your music at all. And I definitely want to talk about that. But um, someone said that the DJs are dying. Um, they said that in five years there will be no more DJs, and I said, wait, what? And, and you know, and, but I'm saying that from the aspect of an MC who came from the point of. I, I can't even touch this mic unless the DJ says it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I have to ask the DJ for me to touch this mic. I'm not I'm not privileged to have this mic just because I can rap. Um, so, with that being said, do, do you how do you feel about DJs not necessarily breaking records anymore? Like that's that's something I hear all the time. DJs don't break records anymore. They just play the same top forty crap all the time. So like. Where, where you at? Because I mean, I don't get unless I'm I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Unless I'm performing, I don't go to the club because I don't I don't have time for it. You know what I'm saying? I have no desire to be in the club unless I got a rap. So, um, I don't know. Like, where, how do you feel about it? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to know, you know, that the DJs, like, you know, the DJs are dying. We'll probably never see another Jazzy Jeff. You know, we'll never wow. see these people who are really on the turntables, man. Jazz. And it's like, bro, we'll never get to see another Run DMC, rest in peace. I mean, we'll never get to see, uh, you know, like, all these people that are that are going on, on tapes, you know, like, actually mixing and actually you know, doing things that, you know, over just, I mean, you can just hand somebody ox core if you really want to. You want to hear, you know, you know, samples played behind people and really see some talent. On top of that, you get not, not just the DJs, but you also start to lose real musicians. Like I, I go on, a, I go on a beat pad and I make my, my song just do, 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 you know, press a button after a time. But I don't know nothing about music. You know, I just do that because, you know, I'm not going to go way out my way to buy someone else's beat when I can produce myself. But I will go out my way to find somebody who knows how to play guitar, who knows how to play piano, who knows how to do these things because oh, that's, you know, that's their soul in there. Like, you've seen Jimi Hendrix and, um, and Carlos Santana when, um, when, they, uh, when they play in concert. Like, they just, like, I, my friend. Um, they get lost in it, man. Yeah, man, I had a kid that used to <laughs> play bass. Um, in, in the Bay Area, uh, Josh, and he used to um, just like, you just see, like, you could tell a musician from somebody who just makes beats. A person who makes beats is just like laughing, pressing things, clowning, and then a person who really feels their instrument makes the ugliest face in the world. You're like, bro, are you okay, fam? <laughs> like, you, we need to call you a doctor? You smell burnt toast? What's happening? Because they're in their guitar, they're just in their instrument. I call that making the Wanye face. Because yeah. your, your son, some boys, the men, when he get him in them notes, and he really feeling it. Wanye got the ugliest seeing face. Him and KC from Jersey, they, oh man. The, the, 
Bottle lift just started. Hey, was like, oh, it's already ugly. So he don't even got to make a face. Just sing. You good. But like, I'm just fucking. Yo, Carolina Love, man. My bad, KC. I don't mean it. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. It might be an ugly face, but that, I love seeing that. Oh, yeah, I love man. seeing yeah. that more than anything. Because then, then it makes you even go even harder. Because oh, then you yeah. see that, and you're like, I'm about to go. I can't not go in on this tape. Because if I do, then that boy just went hard for for me to talk about, you know, diamonds and cars and random mess. So, like, everything I try yeah, to who do. Who gives a fuck about that? Like, yeah. I mean, not... not it's cool. Let me not be that guy. But like, <laughs> just like this Nissy thing, like we've seen this enough times. We heard this enough times. Like you know, we we uh, you know we, we need something different, and that's why I do. You know, that's why I try to touch everything because I'm I'm not just trying to take back hip hop. I'm trying to take back country music for Chuck Berry. I'm trying to take back rock and roll for Muddy Waters. I mean, a lot of people don't even know the Rolling Stones made their name after Muddy Waters. Rolling yes. Stone. Daddy was Rolling Stone. Yes. Uh, a lot of people don't know that the Beach Boys got their, uh, their um, everybody surfing from American Girl from Chuck Berry. A lot of people don't know Elvis got his duck walk from Chuck Berry. All his dance moves from Chuck Berry. Elvis got his um, nothing but a hound dog from Black Big Mama Thornton. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Elvis is a, one of the biggest criminal masterminds in the history of music. <laughs> I gotta give it to him. Ever, bro. He's a beast, Can't no doubt. Rest in peace, man. You like, feel me? Like, yeah. I mean, and and the, 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 you know, I guess the bad part about it is when it all comes down, we are uh, somewhat captive to our desires to be more. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Okay, case in point, that thing you were talking about, about that feeling. And I'm not going to say this just because y'all are here. It's just the, the most recent uh, most recent example I've seen of it. Um, I was at a show last night in Seattle. Um, as a matter of fact, the gentleman, they're in the building right now. Um, and I'll be interviewing them next. But... Uh, so D. Sloan was performing, and his performance was already. I can tell when somebody's in tune with their music, when somebody really gives a fuck about what they're doing, and it, it really means something to them. Um, he was not disconnected from his music at all. He was all the way in, and I was like, "Yup, okay, I'm fucking with it." Before I even heard him get past the first six bars of the first song I heard, I was already, I'm like, "I'm dialed in. He's there. I got it. If you want to wave, I'm riding with you. Let's go." The very last song he did. He brought his man A.U. on the stage. It's not the same as the ugly face when someone's singing or playing an a, a instrument, but when a rapper says something and you see the excitement in their eyes yeah. and, a, and a smile comes across their face because they're like, yo, I just said some super slick shit and I hope you caught it. I saw both of them do that numerous times in that song and they were both looking at each other like they get it. It's an inside joke and maybe they caught it, but if they didn't, fuck it, we know we killed that. So like, yeah. <laughs> I love to see an artist in that zone, man. And it's, um, you know, too, too many times there are people that you can tell they're disconnected from their art because they're not doing them. Yeah. They're, uh, they're actually a mimic of something else they've seen. Um, speaking of Nipsey, I personally, for one, growing up on the East Coast, didn't listen to a lot of West Coast rap for a long time until... Uh, I think the thing that changed the way for me was Razzcast. Because they created the divide. Um, Razzcast int- pretty much in- introduced me to going all in. With, I mean, of course, you know, the big dogs, we heard them in the movie. Ice Cube, when he went solo. We heard all of that stuff. But, um, like, as far as me literally checking for West Coast hip-hop, Razzcast was the introduction. Um, and I, But I wasn't really into gangster rap, so to speak. Uh, Nipsey Hussle changed that for me. When, when Nipsey came out, I said, yo, you know what? I've been missing something. Let, let me go back and start digging. And um, I found some remarkable shit, man, that I, that I was missing out on for a really long time. So that's uh, one of the beauties of this culture that we're a part of. Um, I used to say, I don't, have, I don't even have to go to a nigga city. And I know what's going on. I know what spots to hit when I get there because I listen to five different rappers from the same city. So I know where to go when I go to their spot. You know what I'm saying? Um, how much does your activity in the community like affect your art when you go into the studio? Man, um, in, in the community, you know, it's like, well, growing up, you know, where where I, it was like, you know, you got to be hard. You got to be that person. You can't show no softness, no, you know, any kind of, you know, remorse for the things you do. And I made mistakes as a kid and I put in work as a kid and I, you know, that's what I could be rapping about every day. And, I'm talented at it. Like everybody, every time I do my gangster rap and stuff, everybody's, everybody's pumped. But <laughs> I try to stay away from it as much as possible because you know, as much as that life is glorified and as much as I loved it and as much as you know it meant, you know, it was a part of my life. 
it's like I, I it means much more to me to lead my people to something better you know because it's like it, it might get me less plays it might get me you know less you know respect to you know whoever who I don't know who will do it to but um, you know it does you know stop people from you know a lot especially from a lot of my hood friends you know they kind of get a little disrespectful but I'm like yo I don't I don't really care enough. Like, I, I got these lyrics from this song called Jetpack, and, you know, it was, like, one of the first songs I sung, and it was, like, um, you know, the second verse is, like, look at all the colors. This is something most can't see in others. What good is the space in between if we can see but can't love each other? Yell, come at me, hater, but give me space, my lover. I'll die for this piece of cloth by killing off my brother. What happened to this world that is so pretty and out of space? What was beautiful is now hideous when we suddenly come face to face. So beautiful on the outside, but on the inside she is all decay. And that's when we all flew away. Of course, I tell you this, when future's past, it's all gone now, we can't turn back. Transmission stamp for my jetpack. You know, and they're like, you know, how are you going, they're like, how are you going to talk about, you know, us killing <laughs> each other, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, like, how are you going to talk about us killing each other, bro? We do more than that. I'm like, yeah, I know, but this, but I don't think you're getting the point. I'm not talking about our flags. We know our flags. We know what we do. I'm talking about bigger things. We're divided by a body of water. And that's what gets us to murder people. For some, some, you know, they went to the Congo and they put little baby children into diamond mines. Before that, um, I think it's King Leopold James the uh, Third put started the rubber trade. All this rubber that they have now comes from us, and it's crazy because a lot of things that people don't bring up too is Africa has one of the worst economies. How? How is that possible? Because their resources the getting snatched. Exactly. We have all the oil. We have all the gold. We have all of, like every kind of resources. The skin that doesn't break, that doesn't crack, that doesn't you know, that doesn't show any flaw. We have kings, and then and that's another thing with Egypt. Not only do they steal our minerals and our and our resources, but they stole every part of our culture. Mount Rushmore. We have we already had a Mount Rushmore in Africa with all our kings and all our pharaohs, and then they refused to save the fact that Africa. I mean, uh, Egypt is in Africa. How could you ignore that fact? Like, they're like, oh, no, he's not black. And then they, you know, they're like, and then you have all these people who get all mixed up in, like, Trump's mess where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Jesus said this, Jesus said that, or Jesus wouldn't do this, Trump is wrong, you know, blah, blah. Okay, but then you bring up the simple fact, okay, Jesus was black. End of comment. End of the whole thread. It's, it's over. done. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so it's like, we're that like, conversation you know, is done, yeah. Being in the community has stopped, like, like, doing Black Lives Matter has lost me more friends here than anything in the world because you hear stuff like, um, and then they get people to stop coming to my concert because Seattle's predominantly white. Um, you know, they're even gentrifying Martin Luther King way. And they have the disrespect to still continue. Shoot, they have the disrespect to even call it Seattle after a native um, after a native chief. When it's far from that, you might as well just call it Amazon now. Like, you know, and it's like, it's not even, it's, it's nowhere close to where it's, uh, uh, the city that, you know, is ours. Right. Um, you know, because it's not just, you know, people of color are our own thing. We're all together in one. And unfortunately, the Europeans choose to separate themselves when they could be a part of us as well. And the thing that's killing me is, you see, like when I bring up Black Lives Matter, people are always like, oh, why has it got to be a black thing? And I'd be like, okay, let me ask you this. Black on black crime. Yeah, what about it? Oh, why, why does it have to be, gotta be a black, black thing? Black neighborhoods. <laughs> what about them? Oh, why does it got to be a white, well, you know, what, what about this? There's human on human violence everywhere. White people kill more white people than black people kill black people. White people kill more of everybody than anyone has killed of anybody else. They're like, oh, no, that's not true. Oh, then you guys didn't do the, uh, the Jewish not, um, homicide or, uh, genocide. You guys weren't responsible for the native genocide. You guys weren't responsible for what happened in Mexico, Texas, you know, all around, you know, to Azteca, to, to Maya, to Africa. Okay, quit playing, bro. We're not talking about just today. I mean, you, I know you guys didn't wake up today and do a whole genocide, but actually you have because um, you continue to do it. Um, what with the with the police officers and things like that, and then you hear stuff like, "Oh, well, all lives matter." I'm like, "Do you understand how stupid that is? You don't understand how dumb that is to to, to discredit your own lives by for a title of entitlement." Yeah. Like, dying, <laughs> exactly. Right? We are dying at a higher rate because we are the minority. White people are being killed at a higher number by police because. They're just getting murdered. I mean, granted, they do be... No, I'm not even going to go into that. Just forget the divide. Simple fact. They've been... Um, they're getting killed at a higher number. But instead of standing with us, because why has it got to be a black thing, they'd rather stand for the title of entitlement. Exactly. Getting themselves killed further. And on top of that, you know, I've never been to an All Lives Matter march. Have you? Have you ever heard of one? Nah. Never. <laughs> never in a I history wouldn't go. of time. Right? I have no use for that. For real. Like, yeah, like that. 
I, I'd go just to see what it was about, and I bet you it'd be more about just self-hate, because that's all really The is. logic behind All Lives Matter in itself is problematic for me. Um, we've gonna, we've come a long way as far in terms of, uh, to a point where I thought we didn't have to explain certain things anymore, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it appears that that's not the case, because Black Lives Matter causes a whole lot of headache and heartache and a lot of people to get triggered. Um, I, I, I literally had, had to several people from my life because of their problem with Black Lives Matter, of their problem with being, uh, with the perception that being pro-black means you have to be anti-anything else. Um, as a, you know, I, I've studied numerous different leaders and their tactics over time. Uh, and you, I know you mentioned the resources uh, that are regularly taken from every continent. And, and of course, Africa is, would be my main focus only because that's where my lineage comes from. That's However, yeah, it's everybody. Everybody's been there. But like, you look everywhere that everywhere that America's been, they cause destruction. Uh, America's caused destruction everywhere they've ever been, and everywhere they've ever gone to war, they've never left those places. They're still there mm-hmm. to this day. So uh, they talk about, oh, the Korean War was so long ago. Yeah, but they're still there. Why are we still there? What's why? Why does what's happening in Korea? Why is that so important to us right now? Um, the guy's not gonna shoot a nuke at you. He's bluffing you, and he's been bluffing you. He's not stupid. Yeah. America will blow Korea off the fucking map. He doesn't want we'll that. Sales he doesn't want that. <laughs> yeah. But as long as he can perpetuate that threat, or at least the media can make us believe that he's perpetuating that threat, we have a reason to have uh, uh, animosity towards North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is crazy, because we should be liberating them like they have them in, and they have them eating themselves. You feel me? Inside of concentration like camps, like and we, if they were white, we would have been there. The whole concept <laughs> of concentration camps make it hard for me to think straight. But um, but um, yeah, I mean it's real, man. Like we we out here, and every day it's a different it's a different battle, you know. And a lot of people feel like uh, when I moved out here, a lot of people back east were like, "Oh, you moved out to the northwest, you good." It ain't gonna be this. It ain't gonna be that. You know. And granted, from the southeast to here is a major difference in how I view um, the way racism is expressed, the way uh, a lot of other things are coming about. Because in the southeast, where I moved here from, they'll tell you, "Fuck you, nigga," and, and smiling while they're eating their breakfast and having their mimosa or whatever the fuck them rich bros be drinking. So like, and they're like, "Fuck you, nigga." Go about your day. All right, you have a good one now. It's no, and they're not mad or anything. That's just the way they think. Yeah. Um, out here, it's more evident when when anger is involved, and also in policies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that you know everybody wants to come out here because weed's legal and uh, the marijuana industry boom 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 boom. And I'm like, do you realize how many of us are incarcerated behind weed right now? And the major people who are profiting off the marijuana industry being legalized is not us. So I got uh, so my little homie JoJo from down the block is doing ten years. For some pounds in his trunk, but now I can go down the block and get a zip for forty bucks yep. from this guy who don't give two fucks about my community, but he knew that he could make money off of weed. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I mean, what you do is very needed because they need what 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 people fail to realize is all of these guys, Louis Farrakhan and all the other guys who've been around forever. Um, they're oh. You know what I'm saying? And like, just just keep successes. it a buck. They old. So, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. the young cats is no different than hip-hop. They're looking at leadership the same way they look at, uh, the same way a lot of these younger rap guys look at the older rappers. Oh, we don't want to hear that shit. We, we got our own way of doing it. Proli- I think the most important thing we can do is what you guys are attempting to do with the shows that you guys put together because you get a wide array of artists. They're not all young guys. They're not all old guys. There's some. There's guys that spend the entire, the entire, uh, you know, uh, entire spectrum, and it's able to create that bridge in the community because we have to have that bridge of hip hop. We have to have it. Yeah. I don't care if you're 19 years old and you don't like my music. You don't have to like my music because I really didn't make it for you anyway. I don't have to like your music, but at the end of the day, we have to understand each other to the point that I can defend you to these people because at least I understand where you're coming from. If I can't relate. And you don't care enough to explain it. You can't be mad at me for not defending you. I don't know what I'm defending. I won't just stand up for any random black person just because they're black. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it because I don't know who you are. 
You haven't brought yourself into the community and it, and endeared yourself to the people here. I don't know you. Sorry. No offense. But until I can be sure that I'm standing up for a person worth standing up for, I'm not putting my neck out there. I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. And I can have this conversation with you because of the conversations we've had before. Mm-hmm. In North Carolina, there were times me and 20 other guys were standing out in front of the fucking courthouse in Forsyth County fighting, throwing fists with the Ku Klux Klan. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And the dude standing right to my fucking side was a white guy. He was the first one to step up and be like, hey, what are we going to do? Are we just going to stand here and talk? And I was like, nope. And you know what my homies from the hood did? They fell the fuck back. For real. Because if we wasn't standing there in the street getting ready to throw hands and chains and bats and shit with white, with other black people, they weren't with it. Yeah, and I don't understand, <laughs> and I don't understand how, how, they, how, how they put that in our community so well. Because like, yeah. I like I had so many like the same, you know, it was like I, I I try to stay away from stuff like that as much as possible. I'll try to talk my way out of as much stuff as I can because I'm not trying to play hands on my brother. Like I can fight. I grew up watching my dad. My dad's a um, first degree black belt. used to do martial arts tournaments around here. All I do is grow up fighting. But, you know, I try to stay away from that as much as possible. But, you know, it's like you know, some things you can't talk about. Like when it comes to, you know, like when it comes to Nazis and, and KKKs that keep, you know, uh, they keep testing you. They don't want to hear what you're trying to say, and you know they keep um, uh, they keep throwing violence at you. But we didn't stop. You know, we didn't stop Jewish people from being murdered by talking about it. No, you know it's like, the fuck out there. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't try to preach about violence or nothing like that. Like I mean, I'm, I'm the first person. I've, I've already sat down with uh, you know um, Nazis and KKK members before. And you know I have changed some minds, and I have you know uh, you know brought them knowledge themselves because you can when you teach them how to love themselves, you start to realize how fast that mask fall off. You know because it's like yes. you're saying like it doesn't even start with just America. It doesn't you know it starts with Rome. Britain the um, the British when they well, when they when the people ran over here to get away from their king, um, they uh, they they weren't allowed to practice their own religions. They were getting high tax and stuff, and they wanted to get away from their laws. They ended up bringing their laws here. Exactly. And then they follow the same laws that they tried to get away from in the first place because they hated themselves. <laughs> the Romans did the same thing. The Romans had everybody paying high taxes, watching each other kill each other inside the gladi- um, gladiator uh, pits, while they while the few rich lived up in their on their high uh, you know high thrones. And it's the Being same thing that's happening now. It's just the rich, and we're just you know like with football. I don't watch football. I don't watch basketball. I mean, I got the Warriors hat because of the Bay Area. I got um you know I don't watch none of that stuff because all it is is gladiatorism. That's what I call it because it's like we're watching each other get injured, get hurt. Watch, spend our, kids spend their entire lives, and you wonder why, you know, they're like, oh, why is everybody taking knee with Kaepernick? And it's like, I, for a little while I was mad, but then I started thinking, I was like, these kids come from nothing, have nothing, spend their entire lives risking their body, their time, everything. I've known kids that put their entire lives into football and then end up dying just because they're walking down the street. And it's like they finally made it, and, just, and they give up that stance, even for their own people that, you know, that haven't always stood together because we've been divided so much it's like you know right. how, how could you hate and then you got you know and that's the thing too about here in seattle you know like you go to you know you go to the south and stuff and you you know you get that straight up racism and you know i dealt with that too but i you know like it, it's nice to do with them like my oh, yeah. teacher like i was in at least you know where they at like i was in san jose and my history teacher called me <laughs> sick i slapped the dirt out that man and then you know like uh, i actually socked the shit out of him and then i like uh to the principal's office, and luckily I had a Hispanic teacher, and he, uh, you know, a uh, Hispanic principal from Texas, and he was like, you need to apologize to him, or you're going to lose, you know, the teacher needs to apologize to me, or you're going to lose your job. And then he still suspended me, but, you know, I just got suspended instead of expelled. But, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to, you know, if I'm going to go to jail, it's going to go to jail for something. You oh, know, yeah. I'm not going to, like, oh, I didn't waste, I didn't save this record. You know, I, the reason why my entire life, since the day I was born, I was like, I'm not going to jail. I'm not doing something because I have to save my time for when it comes to a point where I have to stand for somebody, I have to do something, and then I'll go to jail. I'll do life for that, you know. Like, um, and so uh, that's how I was out of it. That's smart. I was out of it. That's smart. I didn't even think about it like my that. History, yeah. Like I had a mom and dad taught me my history, but like Seattle history is like this. My dad, um, when he was six years old, was at the the market in Shoreline. And uh, these police officers come in and they grab him off of Pac-Man, take him outside, put him against the cop car window. And the, uh, the, the man at the cashier was like, yo, what are you doing? He's been here all day. Like, you need to leave him alone. Like, mind your business. 
and they bring over to the cop car and press his face up against the window, and there's a lady in there who's like battered and bruised, and she's been raped. And my dad was like, you know, like my dad's like, what's going on? Like, is this the kid? Is this the kid? She's like, what? No, that's a freaking child. That's a baby. Like, what are you talking about? And she's apologizing, and he's apologizing. Oh, Even him, wow. that's just my dad. You know, he's the kindest person ever. Just apologizing could have landed him in jail because they're like, oh, he's, you know, he's wrong. Because you run, we can shoot you, kind of stuff. Again, later on at the UW, um, they're they're uh, they're going to a party. They're like three cars deep. It's my uh, my Korean uncles, uh, uh, Mark and Raph, uh, um, Mike and Raph Park, and a couple other people who they used to do um, martial arts tournaments with. And it's my dad and my uncle Mark, and um, you know the the, the car my uncle Mark gets pulled over. And you know they tell my uncle they get against the wall and he's walking and they're trying to you know hit him in his leg and my dad gets out the car he's like yo like he has diabetes he can break his leg he can lose his leg so they start getting all mad about him getting all aggressive and they throw him up against the wall they put his arms behind his back and they're try trying to dislocate his arm and uh, and this is in the newspaper by the way um, you can look this up um, and so my dad being you know martial artist who does who I've never seen him lose a tournament grabs this man, throws him up against the wall, puts him up against the wall, and says, this is what you're doing, you need to stop. Lets him go, puts his arm behind his back, and the cop begins to do it again. So they all start squabbling. They had them cuffed at the, um, they had the sidewalk, call their commanding officer, the police, uh, you know, the police come, um, you know, like lock them up, they're gone for like two weeks, they lose their jobs, they lose, you know, all kinds of mess. Um, and then the sensei comes in, and he's like, yo, these people, you never lose fights. They could have killed your officers and then dipped out. You never would have known. And this is like, you they're guilty before proven innocent. And this is still destroyed my grandma to this day. She cannot trust cops. She doesn't, like, she gets shaken up anytime she sees them. Like, She's smart. Yeah, exactly. no And then so, <laughs> so years later, I'm, you know, I, I, um, people are calling uh, the police on me saying that I'm selling drugs in my home. I'll never sell drugs. Never have sold drugs. Never would sell drugs because I care too much about my people. Um, you know, I don't even have enough friends to say people are coming over my house like that. Um, so it was like, so my grandma um, calls the ambulance and the police show up, like five cars deep. Um, they, uh, they, you know, they're asking, you know, can we come in? I'm like, for what? And they're like, uh, you know, um, we just want to search around. I'm like, do you have a warrant? They're like, no. I'm like, even if they had, like, you know, when they have a warrant, you got to let them in. But, you know, I, they, when they do those searches, they destroy everything in your house. Oh, yeah. They can plant something. But even if they don't, they destroy everything in your house and they ain't going to pick it and up. And then you got to clean it up, yeah. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> got to Outside of my house, bro. They grabbed me my fro, threw me in the dirt, punched me in the face. I still got the uh, the taser mark in my arm because it got stuck in my shirt. And then later, I went to the hospital, and the nurses beat me up here. Like that's Seattle, bro. Like every, you said, like, the fucking nurses, bro. Yeah, they work together so well here, and it's so hidden. Like you saw when uh, Trump got inaugurated, all Son. the people in Bellevue, the people that run this place, were throwing up the hell Hitler. I'm gonna I'm keep it a buck with you, man. Um, how old was you when this when that happened? I was sixteen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it all the way above with you right now. And I, I mean, we give we give. A matter of fact, before I even, I don't give a fuck. I don't even care. Like, y'all know me. It's all good. I'd have set that whole fucking hospital on fire. Fuck that. What the? Are you fucking serious? For real. That's yo, bro. Yeah, so and that happened in Seattle. Man, Seattle. it wouldn't be no fucking Seattle right now. Literally, like I, I started world. going crazy in the hospital, and if I wasn't already in the psych ward and trying to get out, like after I'm like, you know, I'm looking at my grandma because if I go, she already lost her her, um, her son to diabetes. If I go, that woman's gonna go, man. I have to keep my head because usually my thing is like this: if you see a man getting, you know, like if you see something like a situation like Charlene Lyles or Renee and oh, the, um, the native woman who got killed in the reservations, like a lot of people, I talk about this, nobody's heard about it. Like I do lift and like I talk to people all around the world, no one's heard about it. It's not like Ferguson or nothing. They hushed that stuff up quick. It was a woman. It didn't was make it out to every. Yeah, she yeah. was seven months pregnant. They murdered her Facts. and her baby in front of her three children, one with Down syndrome, one with autism, um, and one with no underlying disabilities to get spread up in the foster, into foster care now. And not one pro-lifer came up and said, hey, these babies matter, you know, pro-life, pro-life, none of that. And like, you know, and it's like, uh, and you know, for me, this is what I saved my time for. Because if I see this happening in front of me, the reason why I have an open carry is because if I see this kind of stuff in front of me, that cops get put down. I don't have no time for no rabid pig running around killing my people. I don't have no time to pick up a cell phone and record this mess. Like, when the fuck did that shit become the, like, 
Everything is not a fucking world star event. I don't understand. And then you see people helping yeah. the police that are doing the crookedness and beating up their own brothers because of yeah. some nonsense. But on top of that, before I, you know, before we put this thing out, you know, like even though I had these learnings with the police, and even though I don't like the police, let's get one thing straight. I'm not against police officers. I definitely believe that we need them. And the thing is that we haven't stood behind the um, the police officers who tried to bring up the crookedness. We have never. There's never been a march for a police officer who has been who has lost their job or has been killed or has been uh, you know um, put in jail for speaking against the crookedness. And they say blue lives matter. Do they? Do they really? Or do the crooked rapists rapists matter? Because that's that, an interesting concept. I, and I, I'm glad you said that because I, there are police officers who are. Um, I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, I, I have to get out of this bag because, like, realistically speaking, for a large part of my life, it was literally fuck. If you got bad, yeah, same fuck, year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. Oh, I understand. Hey. I understand where you're coming from because, at the end of the day, there are officers who un, who see what their fellow officers are doing and realize that it's wrong and they step up to the plate. Now, the thing that I say is, sure, we need police to to some degree, um, but not overseers. But my my <laughs> personal belief is that the police officers in any certain community should come from that community. There should never be police officers from North Seattle patrolling in Tacoma. Yeah. Because you have no idea what's going on here. And you have no relation to the people in this community. So we see you already as an invader of our, private, of, 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 of invader of our space. You know what I'm saying? You're not one of us. Um, hell, while, you're on, while, we're on the, while we were talking about gang truces earlier, you take all these gangbangers with all these guns and make them the security for the community. Yeah. Give them purpose. The police are not welcome here. If there's something wrong, you intervene. That don't mean kill somebody. That means intervene. And that means bring them. We need to have a community court. Let's decide amongst the elders of the community what needs to happen to this person for their transgression. Not locking them in a cage for 20 years, which is only going to make them more of an animal. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to keep it a buck with you. My celly was a lifer. He was never going home. And he made very plain to me, bro, listen to me. If it ever pop off, I'm going in. I, I know you're going home. You, if it pop off, you may want to stay away from me. I'm gonna just keep it because I'm. I don't have nothing to lose. That's real shit. I don't have nothing to lose, and I'm like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm standing with you. You my home. You know, I'm, I'm with you. He like, nah, bro. Stay back. You going home, and you got something to look forward to. You got, you got talent, and you have drive, and you, you got positive shit you want to do with your life. I had my shot, and I blew it. This is this is me forever. So I'm like, all right, but and realistically speaking, him being who he was and being mad enough to say the things he said to me. I mean, it's a lot of it. Like he schooled me big time. But a lot of the stuff that he said to me, a lot of the other older heads said to me, and it are the whole the same whole reason why I've never been back since I got out of there. They, they are the whole reason why I've never been. You know what I'm saying? Between that and now me having a family, it's Probably you know, it's, it's a it's a it's a like shit. On some real shit, I tell people all the time. Though, People coming from where I come from, or any impoverished neighborhood in the country, you are accomplishing any. You accomplishing something if you are thirty years old and you are not in prison and you don't have wild kids running around everywhere and you are actually doing something to improve your life and the life of the people around you. You've already won, like to a major degree. It's not over, but you won already because we're not supposed to get to that point and be productive. You know what I'm saying? And be doing something positive for our community. They, and by that point, we're supposed to be. Uh, Triple OG coming out the coming out the joint with a drug habit or or, or worse. For real, you know what I mean? these OGs yeah. they trying to change their whole life too. Like and then like exactly. you know and, and let's also get one thing straight. Like when people will be like, oh, there's no marches against black on black crime, and it's like, bro, that, like that's the thing. It's human on human crime, but also there are tons and tons and tons of marches against black on black crime. There's all kinds of intervening um, people intervening in gangs, which are um, where it's like Bloods and Crips or like ML, um, MS13, Malatatucha. All these people they come together and they try to stop it many many times. They get no publicity on nothing. Um, but on a separate note, like you know, they're uh, like. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, you get all this stuff moralized where you're like, all right, fight, steal, rob, kill, you know, uh, like fuck as many bitches as you can, etc. blah, blah, blah. But nothing, 
all that, as, as good as I ever felt doing any of that stuff, you know, riding around in a stolen Cadillac, doing all my, like, this mess, I have never, ever, ever felt as good as I have leading my people, as I have loving my queen. Like, I have five years with my queen, and I'm um, going on six, and it has never felt any better than to be, fa it's like, you know, it's like playing a video game, or it's like being uh, Mayweather, you know, it's like, you're going, uh, you're a hundred, you're a hundred wins and oh, and then you're going to give it up for, you know, you're going to fall off track for that. I've never felt better than going, you know, uh, two years sober with no alcohol, you know, like it, it has never felt better than to find power in myself, to get to know about myself than it has to be, you know, wait, cause I remember being in like the lowest where I hated life and I, you know, like I used to look for any kind of pain that I could get into. Like a dude pulled a knife on me trying to drive my bike. I grabbed his knife. He pulled it out. I started bleeding and slapped it on my hand. Like, you know, let that whole blood mark on his face. And it was like, you know, that made me feel tough. But I ain't never felt like, you know, like every day I wake up, <laughs> every day I wake up, you know, thinking like, uh, you know, like what's going to happen to me next? And you it's gave like, him the bloody fall. <laughs> I was like, bro, take like, steel don't bother me. Like, I, like, even to today, my life means nothing. I don't care about this this material world. I don't care about none of this stuff. If it doesn't mean my people's success, I won't even bring a kid into this world until it's a world that I believe in. And I'm too busy. I'm trying to raise everybody else's kids. I'm trying to raise these grown kids who don't even understand what it means to be grown. Like some of my oh, my elders keep on telling me, you know, oh, you know, you need to worry about yourself. Worry about myself? How? What's worrying about myself when I don't worry about my people? Because I am my people. But how am I worrying about myself if I could die by a police officer any day? Like, I've never been, like, in, in L.A., I'm, like, one of those soft-looking cats. Like, I don't got no tattoos. Uh, like, all I got is little scars on my face, a couple stab wounds, a couple, you know, that you won't see unless I take off my shirt. But here I get followed around stores until I colored my hair. Like, and I purposely colored my hair so I wouldn't get followed through stores. I get followed around by police officers. I got pulled over in Lake Forest Park by an unmarked car. Dude put his gun in my face. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. I would have died if a Lake Forest Park officer hadn't come and told him to follow him back to the station. Like, this shit happens to me every day. You get pulled over and they're like, oh, I misread your tabs. Oh, you can't see color? Like, I know you see color. Like, quit yeah, playing, Yeah, because you see mine. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, quit playing <laughs> games. Like, oh, that's wild but, shit, man. You know, God, my, my people are of the utmost importance, man. Like, over anything and it's not just like and like as I grow older and especially with Nipsey and bringing the gangs together it's starting to realize it's every people it's every human from every soil it is even our white brothers who continue to hate themselves like was you crack cocaine you thought that was hurting us as soon as we figured they, they continue to paint us as animals if we were animals we would have been at your throats this whole place would have been burnt to the ground but instead, we saw the crack cocaine going into our neighborhoods, started to realize what it was doing to us, and we had a simple few, the few that would put other black people into slavery, you know, them coons and shit. Them motherfuckers, them ones separated. They're non-human. They're not, they're not part of any race. They're just non-human. That's how we separate them, human versus the non. And as soon as we realized what crack cocaine was doing to us, we pushed it out of our neighborhoods. And where did it go? To the suburbs. Now I have all my white friends dying from overdoses. And it hurts because they're my white friends. You know, and it's like, it's crazy like that, you know, everything returns to them. Same thing with crop brutality. Huey P. Newton is where the first people started hearing about it. Um, you know, seeing all this stuff happen, and they didn't act on it because there was no Black Lives Matter, and damn sure wasn't no All Lives Matter. Hell there wasn't no. nobody marching for us. And now look at who's getting killed the most. And they're, they still won't stand for themselves. And it's like, and that's what happens. It just continues to come back around, and they continue to kill themselves. And we can just stand back and watch. But I'm more, to me, it's more important to show people that it is the poor against the rich, and the only color that really matters is the green. And we have trillionaires who won't put no money. San Francisco has 46 billionaires. And there is a huge, and it looks like Seattle five years from now. Just homeless people everywhere, trash everywhere, garbage, drugs everywhere. Same thing with Seattle. We got our first trillionaire, and look what happened. Our whole city turned up. And I went, it was my first drive-by here on Rainier Ave a couple months back, um, taking the camera equipment to my cousin. Tahoe pulls up, and, you know, I got that spider sense from going up in the hood. He's just like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right. Yes. And you're looking at him, <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you put it all the way up to the light? Then you see it. Bow, bow, starts letting off in the uh, in the Toyota. A month before that, I'm taking my, I'm coming back to hit the freeway, or I'm dropping off my cousin Vic and um, I'm, I'm a fellow, and this is all right behind the police station, matter of fact. And there's these kids running down the street. And I'm like, okay, they're doing a high school thing. I come back up, and there's a kid sitting there just leaking, covered in blood, stabbed up, uh. all in our communities. And you watch them as they let us kill each other every single day and don't put no kind of inter uh, intervene, or inter uh, they don't try to intervene in anything. 
and they just continue to go because that means more property for them. That exactly. means more room yeah. for them. Exactly. Like, and so it's like, man, how how is it, how important it is to stop and talk. Like, you might have lost a brother, but there is no point in losing every single one of your family members. That's what I tried to tell this Nazi Real who talk. I picked up yeah. one time. It's like you can continue to, to preach this hate to me, and you can talk about perfect race, perfect race, that. But it's the same thing that happens with our gangs. What if I see you walking with your perfect race daughter, your perfect race mother, and I decide to let off? And that's two breeders for you, two people that, that continue your bloodline. The only ones who can give birth to your people are gone now, and they're stuck with you. And that's another thing. How many people don't even think about that? Like the, the, the women being targeted is a way to eliminate. A you can eliminate an entire race of people by eliminating the women. And, 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 and <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. That's why I started the Real Man for for Women Empowerment because of the utmost importance. Even over my color, it is our women that need the most support ever. And that's the thing that kills me. We did a Black Lives Matter march, and these pink cat or pink pussy hat women came up to us and were like, "Hey, we need people of color at our march." I'm like, one, I'm not a token you can insert to your game. I'm not some <laughs> color you can insert in your rainbow. Right. Like, you need to understand something. It is of the utmost importance that you stand with us. Because if anybody's being killed more than just a color, and I don't know if you know this, but we will be at your march because I don't know if you know, but blacks aren't just black. It isn't just a color. We are human beings. There's male and female of us. Right. You know, we identify as male and female. If that helps you, you know, if you have to put us into the LGBTQ, we identify as male and female. You know, uh, in order for us to have rights, you know, shoot, like, and so, like, we will, um, we're going to be at your march, but I need you to understand something. You guys are being raped in your cells. You're being put into courtrooms butt naked. You are being asked for fellatio to get out of tickets or out of jail time. You are being, the um, the women who work on the streets and, you know, the, uh, um, like, prostitutes and things like that, they consider them less women. It's like, man, they're trying to survive, and they're putting their own bodies on the line. And they continue to get abused, and they continue to get no help, and they continue, um, they, you know, they continue to get raped by police officers just to walk their, you know, to walk their blade. No doubt. And uh, you know, and so it's like, so why don't you stand with us? They're like, oh, we support our police. Do you? Do you? <laughs> do you really, or do you support, support the crooked rapist? Rapist yeah. again. We back to the Yo, same circle. That's crazy. We, now, plus, let me ask you a question. Which which one of these records is the one that you want me to? Um. Oh yeah. yeah. It's uh, all the way at the bottom. Um. It's the. Black Panther movie tribute. Oh, I just seen this one. Yeah, it's, um, so I wrote this because that just having an all black, you know, cast and seeing, you know, the first black superhero since Blade, bro. Like, I had to write something and I had to make sure it wasn't gonna be extra, extra corny because you know how hard it is to write a movie <laughs> with a damn comic book, bro. So, uh, Yo, yeah, this yeah, is. That's wild shit. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, they did this shit, man. But look, I wanna, um, I just want to reiterate how much I appreciate you, bro. Like you, you are you are an inspiration, and I hope that a lot of the other young brothers in Seattle are watching you. Um, not just Seattle, but everywhere, because we uh, we see enough death. You know what I'm saying? We see enough death. We see enough negativity. There are enough Kodak blacks in the world to go around. We don't we don't need a whole lot more of that. So um, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you represent. And anytime you and King Flies need me, bro, let me know. Thank you. I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Well, yo, that's what we gonna do then. You already know what it is. I'm in here with my man Alex Gonzalez. Where can they find you online, my brother? Uh, so you can find me, uh, you can find our page if you'd like to support Black, um, Black Lives Matter, Respect Mirasa, and Real Man for Women Empowerment, aka Humans vs. the Non. If you type in at Humans vs. the Non, um, or just that long title, Black Lives Matter, etc. And um, like, uh, you can find me on SoundCloud by Atlas Gonzalez. Uh, that song that you heard earlier, the um, "Look at All the Colors," um, that's called Jetpack. If you look up Atlas Gonzalez Jetpack, you can find all my music on SoundCloud. Um, we're working towards, uh, you know, getting back and re-recording every song, making the album, and actually pushing it or something. Because I realize now, um, like, mine was just about inspiring music. But now I'm starting to realize it's more than music. We do need money. We do need to put this in order to progress our people. So now I'm going to focus on making a clothing line. Um, if you want to find me on uh, on Instagram, it's at the Real Atlas, and we're going to work to basically continue the marathon. You know, no the doubt. Peace Nipsey Hustle. So you know the marathon is is continuing. You know until we get that victory lap and freedom rings. You feel me? So no doubt. Well, you already know what it is. I will be in the building with my blue laces. Real rest in peace, Nipsey. Yeah, um. Salute to all the people in L.A. that are coming together and continuing his legacy. Uh, my condolences to his family and all his friends. And um, 
Again, thank you for coming, man. Y'all get ready to rock out to this Black Panther tribute by my man, Ellis Gonzalez. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in to Panther Politics. I'm your boy, Seven the Panther. Y'all already know what it is. One that's blessed. Okay. Tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? Now that we've got an African savior, they got a bad taste in their mouths, they can't handle the flavor. What were you expecting? Blackface to appease your anger, Elizabeth Taylor, Scarlett Johansson in Asia. Guess it's only okay when we depicted as gangsters, like being your slaves, our only nature. We don't hate you, we'd like to take this time to thank you for not coming to our shows, for not stealing our culture, for not digging up our bones like scavenging vultures, for not destroying our land for minerals, killing the animals. Animals, putting our children in holes like soulless poachers. We could live together and hold to reach our goals to better the globe. But it seems as though you have a hard time finding your souls. Yeah, man, we know. Boom shakalaka, T'Challa's back in Wakanda. The king has returned and this time it's the panther. Pasta of the pasta smokes death with laughter. The king of the dead holds all the answers. Boom shakalaka, T'Challa's back in Wakanda. The king has returned and this time it's the panther. Pasta of the pasta smokes death with laughter. The king of the dead holds all the answers. I would like the time to thank you, Stanley. For introducing the mutant gene For showing us if we work together Then we can achieve such great things We can be queens and kings We sisters and brothers not defined By how we're perceived when I was a teen I met two young boys who hated every race Except for their own peeps Until one day I gave them a comic book to read And no more than a week to my disbelief They related to me I could see the love and change in them The inner peace that would never vibrate or shake Like their faith was made of vibranium it was great, there was no longer no hate in them The school for the gifted and the panther put the faith in them And now to Wakanda I am taking them Boom shakalaka, T'Challa's back in Wakanda The king has returned and this time it's the panther Pasta of the pasta smokes death with laughter The king of the dead holds all the answers Boom shakalaka, T'Challa's back in Wakanda The king has returned and this time it's the panther Pasta of the pasta smokes death with laughter The king of the dead holds all the answers